0: Dear fellow redeemed, we consider especially our gospel lesson from the gospel of Luke chapter 18. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. I have to confess those words weren't on the top of my mind when I got a piece of mail from our local Lucas County courthouse. And thankfully, the first time I got this piece of mail, they weren't having any, um, any proceedings going on at the courthouse. And so I was let off the hook, and inwardly, I thought, maybe maybe that means I'm in the clear for another three years, four years. Not the best attitude to start with, I'll give you that. But then, sure enough, once... Um, Once another serious crime came up, and the risk um, had declined somewhat. About six months ago, I got another summons in the mail, please report for jury duty, and I called the night before, and yes, they wanted little old me to drive on downtown. And so I got up bright and early, even earlier than the boys, which doesn't happen too often, had my coffee in hand and a snack, because I figured I'd be sitting there for a while. Found a place to park, found the correct entrance after enough walking around, went through the metal detector, got a brand new mask, went downstairs, started in one room, ended up in the other room, found a good spot in the back near the wall where I had a charger for, or a power outlet for my computer. And I sat and watched. What does a jury of one's peers actually look like? And I watched them come in, and people from all walks of life, men and women, some older, some younger, probably many of them relatively new to the Toledo area, (laughs) if their experience was anything like mine. And then in walked this other guy. He was fairly well dressed, quite well off, and just quietly took his seat. But then when the administrator, the supervisor came in, and before she got through the round of, are you able to sit on a jury for two weeks and skip work for the next two weeks? Yeah, it was a big one. Before she even got to that, she looked around with a little bit of a glint in her eye. One might even say angry, I don't know. Are there any tax collectors in here? because you're not welcome. And that man, that man, shirt, tie, suit and all, got up and stumbled on out, ashamed. That's not exactly how it happened when I was summoned for jury duty, but that's kind of the circumstances that Jesus is speaking to the tax collector, somebody who was well-off, living off the the fat of his fellow countrymen, and of such low worth and value that his word wouldn't even be trusted as one voice among 12 to sit on the jury. That one who would be held up as, look at what he does. I know everybody's got to make a living and everybody needs to put food on the table, but that is a step too far. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And the Pharisee gets up, and as the proceedings inside, probably in the exact area where these two Jewish gentlemen are standing, not 60 feet away from, like, the pulpit to the back corner, at that distance, 60 feet away, the priest is carrying out the day's sacrifice. And the crowds look around as all of a sudden they hear this man stand up. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you that I'm not like like him over there. Because we all know that he shouldn't be here anyway. And it would be simple enough to... Just have, you know, black hat, white hat, Pharisee good, tax collector bad. or reverse it. Be more like the tax collector and less like the Pharisee. Amen, let's go on our way. But the reality is that both of these men, that both of these men stood there only by the grace of God. And one knew it. And the other didn't want it. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And that tax collector, off in the corner by himself, he certainly felt the weight of being ostracized by society. And you can fill in the blank with whatever it happens to be in in our society. Maybe it's the guy who stands out on the corner by the gas station Standing there for the last four years, as long as we've lived here, asking for help for a hotel room. And apparently, he's well enough to stand there and well enough to write, but doesn't know how to fill out an employment application, right? Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And we don't need to be standing in the temple, calling attention to ourselves with our prayers for that that inward beast that we call the sinful flesh to try and rob us of our salvation, of our faith. That inward beast that so often doesn't look as blatant as, God, I thank you that I'm not like them, but more often like on the one or two times where you actually have to go into the gas station instead of paying at the pump. Oh. Look at all those lottery tickets. Don't they know that if you went to the grocery store, you could make a whole meal with what that sandwich costs? It might not look like, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like those other men those other people whose sins are so much, so much in our face, perhaps even so visible, maybe they celebrate it. That doesn't matter. What matters is that that inward enemy will use every opportunity to distract us from the reality that you are dust and to dust you shall return. That The attitude of the tax collector really demonstrates and shows for us the depth of our need. That as we gather here on Ash Wednesday with ashes on our foreheads and and perhaps the reminder that one day we will return to the dust and ash from which God made us the reminder that we stand in the presence of God, not on the basis of what we bring to the table, no matter how orderly our life is or isn't, but that we come here as as people who fix our eyes on him. That even though we might come here with our personal grudges and those ideas that kind of try to slide in the side door of our minds and try to grab hold of our emotions from beneath, even though each day is like like a walk through the valley of the shadow of death with Satan himself stalking you as a lion, even though that's the case, we come here to confess together, to hear each of us together, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. To confess together, Lord, I confess that I have sinned against you in my thoughts, my words, and my actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. And as a result, I deserve your punishment both now and forever. Whew. And maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's the, the blatant, bare admission that when we see in our first reading and King David. King David offing the guy who lived next door, Uriah the Hittite, who was a convert to Judaism. We see King David as the most powerful man on the face of the earth for a brief period of time. And it's simple enough to say, that was really bad. And it's simple enough to miss the point by saying that was really bad. Because how, how true might it be that, that the only thing that has stopped me, us, from any of what David did is simply the lack of power, authority, or money. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Ash Wednesday brings us to this humble admission of reality as God sees it, of reality with the viewpoint of eternity, because if you notice, look around, with the ashes on the hand or on the forehead, you'll notice that it's in, this, it's in the shape of a cross. That every person derives their, sin, their flesh, their humanity, from the first man, Adam. Remember, like God made Adam from the dirt? He didn't make Eve from the dirt. He made Eve from Adam. And his sinfulness... His sinful flesh was passed down to all of his children. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That applies to every single person you'll ever see and every single person you'll never see. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why it's the shape of a cross on your forehead. The same sort of a cross that the pastor motioned over you when you were baptized, whether as a baby or later in life. The same form of a cross that marks you as a redeemed child of Christ. Because even though you and I are dust and to dust we shall return, the reality is that Jesus carried all of our dust. He joined us in our dusty humanity and took all of it. He took the the blatant tax collector that everybody knows as well as the inward Pharisee that nobody sees. And he took it on himself. Right there. Right there. So that your confidence and your faith is not found in doing better than yesterday. But your confidence and your faith is in the fact that this Jesus carried it all and raised himself from the dead And here's the connection, that when you were baptized, God created a a faith that received his righteousness. In other words, when you were baptized, God marked you with the cross and gave you faith in the heart so that you don't have to be running on the hamster wheel of comparisons because the comparisons are always to always in a relative way comparison to who I was yesterday or who I plan to be tomorrow comparison to somebody who's done better or worse than I but Jesus dying and rising washing you clean from all your deathly dust that's an absolute an absolute where he says in God's eyes you are absolutely righteous righteous that you've been washed clean and that even though even though you are dust and one day you'll turn back to dust and <laughs> maybe it start, some mornings it feels like it's starting already even though you and I are dust and we will turn back to dust that this Jesus has redeemed your dust from death so that he will raise you from the dead with a glorified body and finally fulfill all the promises that he has made at that baptismal font and all the promises that he reiterates here at his table that it depends on his work. He is the one who creates the faith to give you the righteousness. He is the one who has made you his own, who has marked you as his own, and has said, even though you are dust, and to dust you shall return, still today just like the tax collector you can go home justified before god justified that is you know declared righteous by god that that righteousness of jesus doesn't just apply when you're sitting here or when you've got ashes here or water dripping off here or still the taste lingering on the tongue there that the righteousness is your life covers your life characterizes your life that Jesus came for dusty people, you and me. And even though you and I are dust, into dust we shall return, this is the dust that Jesus came for. To promise you life with him today and tomorrow and the next day and forever. Amen. <laughs>